My name is Jerry the Dungeness Crab, and welcome to Land of the Crab Cakes. I am Onsen Sweeney's golden cell phone. And what's the <laughs> what's the reference there, Onsen Sweeney? No, I pronounced it wrong. I'm sorry, Onsen Sweeney. Yeah, you got to get it right. There was a, a video game back in the 90s where some Japanese developers tried to come up with what they sounded like, what they thought sounded like American names. And Onsen <laughs> Sweeney was one of the names. The list is, is glorious. It also includes Bobson Dugnut. Bobson and... Dugnut. <laughs> w- Willie Dustis. <laughs> I like how they just took, they basically, they were like, hmm, David Justice, let's just switch that up a bit. Willie Dustis. <laughs> and then there's Anatoly Smorin. <laughs> and Ray McStriff, <laughs> and Ray of course, Mc... of course, the 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 eponymous Glenn Allen Mixon with an M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so classic, man! Planet of I like just went up and checked the mail, Dave, and I I got um from Amazon. I got a pair of tiny little brushes, you know, to clean reusable straws. Oh it's yeah, like the, the most Amazon purchase ever. But the re, the return address was "Make America Great." No, sorry, "Make America Great Again." Like, oh crap, that's it. No name, just "Make America Great Again." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, is Trump sending us things?" Well, I, in Target yesterday, I saw on clearance, it was a metal straw that comes in its own carrying case that also <laughs> stores straw cleaning brushes. I was thinking, okay. What kind of what's it gonna look like if you like walk into a restaurant and you unfold your your straw and you like start cleaning it? You pull it out of its little case. What are you like cleaning it like a gun? Like you're just you're like holding it with the like it's a musket or something? In the well, I did advertise that it used military grade aluminum. <laughs> I'm sorry if you if you need like tactical straws, like you're taking <laughs> taking that lifestyle too far. If it's camo, it'll uh, make you more manly. Made of like Kevlar. <laughs> While you're drinking your smoothie, <laughs> a kale smoothie right. <laughs> with a Kevlar straw. <laughs> so, Onsen, what are we talking about today? Talking about Gold Rush. We and we we tried to do this Gold Rush take earlier this week, and it it kind of fell flat. So this is take two for us, but that's okay because you know what? This time we have beer. We were up and past it, our bedtimes before. That's true. Forty year olds <laughs> can't record content past seven p.m. You got to do it early when your brain is fresh. <laughs> That was some nice Foley work right there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm drinking a Fuzzy Dice Hazy IPA. I've returned to the Maui Brewing Company Bikini Blonde that I had a couple of. You're just trying to get rid of it out of your fridge. Yeah. yeah. I don't drink that much beer, and so a six-pack actually lasts lasts a while. Is this podcast turning you into an alcoholic, Dave? (laughs) Yeah, I'm drinking like two beers a week. It's crazy. (laughs) So to get started in, uh, talking about gold, we're going to talk about uh, the top five ostentatious gold things. Number one, Masterpiece Gold Tank from the Make Him Say Uh video, circa 1997. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to point out that making a tank out of gold is just about the worst metal you could do it out of. It's just extremely <laughs> soft, and it would just get mangled the first time somebody you know shot a uh, some anti-tank yeah. ordnance at it. I don't know if your kids ever watch Dino Trucks. I did not lately. Abigail watched it when she was younger. There's a character called Gold Trucks, and he is obsessed with gold. And he, one at one in one episode, he he kidnaps the protagonist and traps him in in a cave made of gold. 
and they can't they can't the dino trucks can't pound through it you know because all they can really do is like pound stuff so they can't get in because you know gold is soft but it won't break so they have to devise this crazy system to like with all these mirrors to like capture the sun's rays and channel it into this cave and then they melt the door and that's the end of the episode pretty so dope. is that's the one that, that it's all the trucks and they're dinosaurs but there's people around too no there's no people there's no people okay no Maybe there's dino trucks and then there's rep tools uh and then there's <laughs> scraptors <laughs> and uh and the main the main character is a um t-trucks so he's a t-rex but he's a truck <laughs> i don't know Does he pretty, try I to like eat it, the other actually. trucks <laughs> Well, no, there's a bad, there's a bad dino truck. There's a bad T-Trucks that tries to kill all the trucks. Uh, but there's in the good t- good T-Trucks that's like the protagonist. But I, I mean, I like the show. I, this I is admit, classic. Like, I'll just like watch it for fun. Marlo's friend Marcus that comes over really likes it. And we'll just sit and chill. Watch dino trucks. <laughs> My mother-in-law hates it because it's so loud. She's like, they're always like banging into things. <laughs> like, well, they're <laughs> dinosaurs and trucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to number two, Trump's golden escalator and his golden toilet. I mean, <laughs> now his toilet is, I think his escalator, it probably just has like gold leaf on it or something, but his toilet was actually made of 18 karat gold. That is a baller move, I gotta say. <laughs> a gold bidet just shoots like liquid gold in your ass. <laughs> it's next level. <laughs> gold plated sushi. You know, I would, I would, um, there are a lot of foods now. They incorporate gold and charge like tens of thousands of dollars for a plate of it. And it's just ridiculous. Why would you want to eat gold? A gold burrito. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode of House where a, a lady poisoned her husband with gold. She was like scraping it into his cornflakes and he was ingesting it. And apparently it's a heavy metal and poisoned him. I don't that's know like if that's basic, actually something that's a basic happen. ass way to poison someone through the cornflakes. <laughs> Come on, man. be like, honey, it's Valentine's Day. I made you filet mignon of gold. <laughs> the other day, Marlo asked me about pencil lead and whether it was actually lead. And then I, I as I do often, real like got too technical and too deep into a subject. And I was like, well, it's not actually lead. It's graphite. It used to be made of lead, but then it turns out that lead is poisonous. By the way, there were other things that were made of lead, including house paint. And she was like, wait, what do you mean? Is the house paint going to kill me? And I was like, no, no, no. Let me let me take a, take a step back Just here. Just don't lick and your I house. Talk myself into a corner. <laughs> Larry Flint's golden wheelchair. And sadly, Larry Flint died today. Yeah, RIP Larry Flint. But uh, he was a self-styled First Amendment warrior. Which really just meant he wanted to make magazines of women's buttholes. Yeah. He was mad that people wouldn't let him. <laughs> what, what do you mean I can't put buttholes in a magazine? <laughs> so I, I saw an article about gold caskets. And I mean, really, like a golden casket is just basically like trying to rip off uh, Tutankhamen, right? Because didn't Tutankhamen have a golden sarcophagus? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I die, I don't want I don't want my family to waste all their money on a casket for me. I'm cool if they like wrap me in a tweed bag and bury me in a forest. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is pretty like um, sustainable because you'll just everything will biodegrade. You'll go back into a tree instead of being um, like set out for a viewing. I want to be posed mm-hmm. in like a, like, a crazy like dance move or something. Style? Yeah. <laughs> Like parachuting into yeah, the with, into the with church. With my hand up. And so instead of people walking up and crying, they get to walk over high and high five, five me. That's awesome. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have, <laughs> I want mine doing doing that dance where you put your hands on your knees and then you like do that scissor move. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We like switch <laughs> switch hands. <laughs> I want to be in that position forever. Honorable mention: Golden handshakes, which they're bullshit. They're bullshit because like. You already have this executive in the company that's making, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. They they screw up their job, screw up the company, get fired, and they get a bonus of like $50 million. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why companies go to great lengths to screw over everybody that works for the company besides the executives. I know I, I know the answer. It's a, this is a rhetorical question. <laughs> uh, but like, if you're into saving money, why waste it on some dude you're firing? I don't get it. I'm with you. Well, I mean, how does the conversation go when they're being hired? It's like, thank you for considering me for this position. Oh, by the way, I might shit up. And <laughs> I'd like it written into my contract that if I do, you're going to give me lots of money. I mean, failing upwards is the most American thing in the world. <laughs> that's that's really what our specialty is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, Dave, you have a you have a crucial question to this podcast, and I think I think let's start here. So, why gold? I mean. I guess it's pretty, but it's not very useful. You can't make like armor or weapons out of out of it. I mean, recently we've discovered that it doesn't corrode, even though it's a crappy conductor. So we put it in spaceships and satellites and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't get like what what is the allure of gold? Why do people go so crazy about gold? I mean, and so I, I, years ago, I remember I was in a hotel room watching Battlefield Earth, and the movie's awful. But in the movie, there's an alien race called Cyclos that take over the Earth. And the reason they take over Earth is because they want to get our gold and send it back to their planet. Mm-hmm. Like, really? There's got to be better sources of gold, right? If you're a spacefaring alien civilization, I got to believe that there's, you know, asteroids made of diamond and gold and stuff that mm-hmm. you could just go mine. You didn't have to hassle with all the people. There's not even that much gold on this planet. No. I read an article that said, like, you could fill... Like all the gold in the world doesn't fill up like, you know, 10 Olympic swimming pools or something. I don't know. I pulled that fact out of thin air. But the well, point and- being that like if you're going to if you're <laughs> going to like invade Earth to steal something <laughs> valuable, like like at least steal something there's a lot of. Come on, at least take our children. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that aliens take our children with the California gold rush. I mean, we ha- we have the gold rush to thank for basically our state's existence, right? Mm -hmm. They found gold and it was just a mad rush for people to move out here. And, you know, between the, the era of like 1848 to 1851, there was just this mad rush of people coming out to get gold. Sure. All of it, all of the surface gold was gone after a year, but you know, the, the allure of it was too much. It was the biggest mass migration in us history. And that's crazy from a listicle that I read on the internet (laughs) (laughs) for gold. I know. And it, it really fueled immigration into California as well. I mean, I think I think you're right. Like the California, as we know, it really had its foundational moment in, in those like two or three short years when the gold mm-hmm. rush was at its peak. Um, basically, by 1851, it was over. I mean, not that they weren't pulling value out of the ground, but mm-hmm. was, well, was short lived. By that time, the only entities that could get gold out of the ground with with any sense of consistency or to make it profitable were the big companies. Mm-hmm. So the people who came out just ended up working essentially hourly wages for the big companies, which is what they mm-hmm. ran from in the first place. Which is the story <laughs> of the world, right? Yeah. It's uh, So apparently like 
Nevada now is the center of the of the U.S. gold industry, and that they've invented all these new ways to extract gold <laughs> through cash for gold commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the California Gold Rush was, you know, one of the first. It wasn't the first gold rush, but it was. It's obviously, I think, the most well known. Well, I but think one thing it, it did the, give us, yeah, is Levi's jeans. Yes, which, you know, jeans are great. They're super durable. You know, they were designed for these miners who had to go down in really harsh conditions. And now they're, <laughs> you can buy them pre-ripped so you can go to the the uh, Nickelback <laughs> concert. Oh, poor Nickelback. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't pile on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So, they, they they brought, they, they inflicted the, uh, the theme song from one of the Spider-Man movies on the world. And I absolutely detest that song. Was it a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yes. It definitely was. And a they not, and not say a... that a hero can save us. <laughs> Tom Holland would never allow a Nickelback song <laughs> on one of his star vehicles. Uh, but the problem with Levi's jeans, we've talked about this before, is that there's too many damn numbers. Like, how do you even know what gene is the right one for you? Because it, it's just a it's just a number salad. To be truthful, I gave up on Levi's. I could never find exactly what type of fit I wanted. You know, what was it? 501, 505s, 550s, 570s, 525s, 530s. It's ridiculous. Um, so now I just, <laughs> in true dad fashion, wear whatever they have on sale at Costco, which hey, means I'm rocking man. the Kirkland. <laughs> He's a Kirkland man. He knows what he likes, and what he likes are some simple ass jeans. <laughs> I'm available to write jingles, everybody. um i i want to know what are the worst jeans i i think jenko is in the running Um, i know i know they're coming back but (laughs) (laughs) uh i i think diesel jeans um were kind of the start of the you know the jeans with like the elaborate like like butt patch designs and like (laughs) diamond encrusted so i have a theory about jenko jeans coming back so I saw a picture on the internet the other day, someone had taken it at their grocery store where there was a bunch of spam on the shelf, but it was all in those anti-theft packages. Uh-huh. And my theory is that people are bringing Jinko jeans back so they can stuff as much spam as possible down their pants. <laughs> Dude, you can't go to a Walgreens now and buy hardly anything that's not in one of those clamshells. <laughs> or it's behind the security door. Like, you want to get deodorant? You got to call someone to help you. Like, come on, it's deodorant. Who's stealing the Toms of Maine? Well, my only conclusion about spam is somebody had to have figured out how to make meth out of it. So, Dave, you watched um, a film about the Alaskan gold rush, and I think it's just called The Gold, gold rush. rush. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I actually watched those two versions of this movie. It was released in 1925, and then it's a silent film, and then re-released in 1942 with narration and music. And I watched the 1942 version because, you know, silent yeah. films. Yeah. What's it? A, what is it about besides getting paid? So Charlie Chaplin is the least prepared gold gold explorer ever, and he wanders up. <laughs> he wanders up to Alaska wearing just his like city clothes, and he spends half the movie holed up in a cabin with some other dudes. But uh, I got to say, Charlie Chaplin, he's he's got the big dick energy. <laughs> he's like yeah. five foot nothing, and he is balling man yeah he has he the swagger as the kids That's say amazing. <laughs> but he ends up for some reason there's a club with a bunch of flappers 
there and the flappers all dress exactly alike and all have the exact same blob haircut mm-hmm. and honestly i couldn't tell them apart and uh but he falls in love with one of them and he ends up getting rich and they end up getting together but i gotta ask you what is the new bob haircut in terms of haircut or just in terms of like in terms is, of like what? the 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 thing that too many people do is just like way too common now like you know it's it's not our generation you know obviously because gen x we're perfect <laughs> i mean we <laughs> we are right Except those old Gen Xers. I feel like some of them are too close to boomers, but uh, <laughs> we're like, we're like right at that cusp. We're like, we're like old millennial young Gen X, which I think is like the sweet spot. But anyway, you, you know what, what today's um, flapper is, is the, 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 the Instagram influencer that like <laughs> takes, takes the videos. I don't know if you've seen these, but they like play some audio track of, of something and then they like just mouth it and they try to look sexy in front of the, that's it. That's like the whole thing. Or there's the move where like, there's a few of them together and they do just like these real simple dance moves like this, <laughs> like, and that's it. Yeah, I just no, feel it... like we've really, we've really like lowered the bar for, for talent these days. <laughs> Nelly really wants to get TikTok, And I'm like, no, you're not, you're not making TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. You're six years old. So going back to the Alaskan gold rush, the only thing I, I know about it is it's like, it was like every other gold rush, but like way colder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the movie White Fang? Yeah. Yeah. Sled dogs are awesome. He, he wasn't a sled dog, but he was a dog in the snow, which kind of puts him in the same family. <laughs> all right. Greatest athlete of all time, Dave. Tom Brady, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Cristiano Ronaldo, or White Fang? Oh, wait, White was Fang. White Fang and I, I did a rod dog? I forget. No, he wasn't. <laughs> He just, oh, never mind. He just I take it like, man, you, <laughs> I you can put Airbud in there. Airbud. Air yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Airbud. Of course. So how could I forget? Who is the world's top ranked gold digger right now? I think I'm, it has to be Melania, right? Oh man, obviously. And I love <laughs> I love the videos where she obviously doesn't want anything to do with him, and he'll reach out to hold her hand, and she slaps away. It gives it gives him this look like we agreed. <laughs> the best one is when is is like they did that he did that whole speech uh before he left washington on the inauguration day and then they get to florida and he like stops to wave at the whatever and she's just like walks away <laughs> and she's like in a she's like in a like bright sundress and she's like peace i'm out <laughs> what was the, sh- the like- she wore an outfit that said like i just don't care or something right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just wondering like, how much longer is she contractually obligated to stay around like <laughs> There's going to be a moment where she's like, all right, and three, two, one, I'm out. Like, I'm off the clock. We're, we're, we're going to get a book written by her, uh, a tell-all. But it's 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 going to be like, I have cardboard <laughs> cardboard covers and be 13 pages long. <laughs> well, remember, like, she said, she said, like, yeah. Christmas and, like, yeah. she was like... Okay, are we mad about this? Like, we're, I thought we were. I thought we didn't like the war on Christmas. No, we do. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, so there's like a lot of movies about uh, dudes going out to find lost gold. Yes, um, and I I thought of um, *The Five Bloods*, which I watched recently. Was that good? That's on my list. Uh, it was good. I mean, I'm a um, I'm a Spike Lee fan, so yeah. I think if you like Spike Lee. There's a lot to like in this movie. If you don't like Spike Lee, then you're probably going to be disappointed because it's it's definitely a Spike Lee joint. 
One of the best things about it is that Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is in it. Um, and if you don't know the name right Gee. off, right off the top of your, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Clay Davis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Gee>. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix Clay did a, a special on profanity, like a series of special. And one of the words they did was shit. And they had him on there and he did like, he said shit for an hour. He's like, oh she, and they kept, kept cutting back to him. He's like, <laughs> so good, man. Um, but what else? What else is on this list? Let's see. So we got Three uh, Kings, uh, Road to El Dorado, which is notable for the fact that when the main character, this is a cartoon, and when the main characters are introduced, one of them is getting a blowjob. Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, who against all odds, he made gold look tasty. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I must have missed this. <laughs> I've so never watched. I don't Red know Nose. if I've ever watched this full movie. <laughs> so in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph and Herbie go off in the North Pole on an adventure and they run into a gold prospector named Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> and he's constantly tossing, tossing he has his pickaxe tied to a rope and he's tossing it away. And then uh -huh. he reels it back in and he licks the pickaxe. And honestly, <laughs> he makes gold look tasty as hell. Like every time I watch Rudolph, I want to eat some gold. All right. So I'm getting you some gold plated sushi, Dave. <laughs> We're coming full circle here. Uh, we got Goonies. National Although I Treasure. wonder if Goonies is as good as we think it is. I, I haven't watched, watched it that in long 30 years. It's pretty entertaining. Treasure of the Sierra, Mod Sierra Madre. They gave mm -hmm. us the phrase, we don't need no stinking batches. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. First Pirates of the Caribbean. Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course. There's a lot more, too. But those, those are like the main ones that I was thinking of. What comes to mind when we think about gold rushes today? Well, other than a large statue of Rush, the gold statue of Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bitcoin. What about Dogecoin? Any of the coins, right? Yeah, well, the, the problem with Dogecoin as opposed to Bitcoin is Bitcoin is there's a, a scarcity of it built into the technology, whereas Dogecoin, there is no scarcity. There's as much as you want. So it's never going to reach the, the stratospheric heights of, of Bitcoin. Although if you invested it and buy it at seven cents per and it goes up to 20 cents. You've made a pretty tidy profit. I have a question, though. Is it pronounced Doge or Doge? I think it's Doge. Is it? Okay. I might be wrong, but so, I'm pretty sure it's Doge. <laughs> I like Doge, though. Do Doge maybe coin. It's, maybe it's Doge. I don't know. Dude, I don't know anything about memes, so I'm the wrong person to ask. So Bitcoin, let me ask you, because I get confused sometimes about this. And I mm. consider myself an intelligent person, but um, what the yeah. f*** is blockchain? <laughs> so according to every vendor presentation that I've had to sit through at work, blockchain is the amazing tool technology that they never explain what it's going to do, but uh, it apparently is going to change everything. It's going to do everything. Yeah. But in reality, blockchain is essentially just an encrypted spicy list. How spicy? Oh, it's so spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps a record of all transactions encrypted within the blockchain and it's public. And so essentially, if you were to ever try and forge it, it would be incredibly uh, difficult because you'd have to unencrypt and then change every piece of every record of the blockchain from the point that you were messing with it on up. And this is really the selling point of Bitcoin, which is um, that if you are distrustful of the international banking system and just the, the money system in general, you know, and you think that governments are going to in some way screw you over, then you know, Bitcoin is perfect because it is, it does have those security features built in. It is very much a distributed network. Well, and, you know, I remember, I don't know how long ago, but I remember when Bitcoin was 30 bucks and now it's 40,000. Mm -hmm. 
So it's proved to be a pretty solid investment to <laughs> understate it. Um, but at the same time, I don't know that we really understand the repercussions of Bitcoin. And we probably won't know that for another 20 or 30 years. We made a playlist and I'm cutting, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here a bit to talk about this. because I think the themes are related, but a song okay. that we have on there is After the Gold Rush mm -hmm. by Neil Young. Yes. And the song is really, you know, I, I take it to be sort of a repudiation of capitalism and about sort of the environmental degradation that we've sort of reaped upon the world. And I think with Bitcoin specifically, like the the sort of structure of it and how it's mined is in, you know, incredibly taxing on mm -hmm. on energy supplies and it creates a huge amount of pollution. It makes um, it so gamers can't get video cards for their computers. <laughs> unintended consequence. <laughs> Right. So my, my thought is like, okay, so if, if Bitcoin is the future, like, how are we going to make this sustainable? How are we going to make it workable if it takes this massive amount of energy to create new Bitcoin? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of the places that are mining Bitcoin, they're not, it's not like a structured company. It's somebody who's bought a warehouse and essentially stocked it up with thousands of PCs. It just has mm -hmm. them mining Bitcoin every day. And it doesn't, you can't just do it with a regular PC. It has to be this souped up PC with all this extra, extra power in order to do it in a, mm -hmm. a time frame that makes sense. So I don't know what, how we're going to do it. I, f I have a feeling that, you know, as PC power increases, it's going to become easier to mine it and probably won't be as taxing. But it's an interest, it's interesting how, you know, on paper you would say, oh, this is not bad for the environment at all. But in practice, mm -hmm. it really is terrible. It, it seems to me like it's a, it gets to the, the heart of que questions of scale, which is like mm -hmm. when you do something at scale, for example, you know, vaccine delivery, you see the issue with that now where you have a, a you know hundreds and thousands of different agencies now trying to coordinate and do and do vaccine delivery and you can see why centralized government would do a better job because you can mm -hmm. be coordin coordinated you have efficiencies of scale and whatnot mm -hmm. right so you can see with currency like why you have a government currency right so the question is like for the future of bitcoin is it going to be regulated and if it is is that going to basically take away what is attractive about it, you know, because maybe yeah, through regulation and regulation and centralization, it can be like made more sustainable and efficient. Can we talk about Mo Money Mo Problems? Yes, we can. By Puff Daddy and Mace. We right? can talk about Mo Money Mo Problems. <laughs> also on the playlist. <laughs> and I like how Mace went from being a rapper, rapping about being rich to now I think he's a preacher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he was an awful, awful rapper. Like his delivery was so unenthusiastic. It's just, it was bad. So I've, I've, I've recommended this series to you before, but I'm going to recommend it again, which is hip hop evolution on Netflix. And they have a, a whole episode on that goes into sort of the like post Tupac and Biggie murders and Puffy and how rap changed after that. And mm. it made me feel much differently about that era of rap and that song in particular and and mace in particular <laughs> um that because at the time i was like this this song sucks like this this style of rapping sucks and puffy can't rap but it was definitely like a a, a reaction and a reflection of what came came before it right and i think that like in some ways like you know we i think when we came up like sort of like golden era of rap and so if you're comparing it against that like everything's gonna suck yeah we skipped over something and i want i want to go back to it Speaking of mo money mo problems, can you tell us about <laughs> about gold bugs and and the Fort Knox conspiracy so, theory? So, so first of all, I want to drop some knowledge about the first detective story, 
which is written by Edgar Allan Poe, and it's called The Gold Bug. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy who's bitten by a literal gold bug that makes mm-hmm. him want to seek out treasure. So he grabs his buds and he goes to seek out the treasure. As far as stories go, it's it, like as far as detective stories go, it's not all that great. But I think it deserves props for being like the first one to kind of set yeah. the set the the template down for the future. And that's kind but, of where that term must have come from then. Probably. So getting back to conspiracy theories, there's a conspiracy theory that Fort Knox is empty. Why though? Like, come on. Well, the 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 genesis of the conspiracy theory, I think there's still resentment from in the Great Depression, the government essentially forced people to turn all their gold in. Mm-hmm. And they haven't allowed an audit of Fort Knox since Eisenhower was president. Now there's supposedly 5,000, over 5,000 tons of gold in there. And people like Rand Paul have tried to go and audit it and they won't let him. So I think that breeds suspicion. Uh, but really there's no real other evidence for it. I mean, we need to be Rand, more credulous with our conspiracy theories. Rand Paul, the one Senator that won't wear a mask. Rand <laughs> Paul, who got beat up by his neighbor <laughs> for being a dick. <laughs> Senior lumpy face. Oh man, that dude sucks. Sorry, no <laughs> politics. <laughs> wee wee. No pull over the car. Pull over the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, do we have any honorable mentions for gold rushes? Well, I I read a book re- recently. It's called Boomtown by Sam Anderson, and it's about Oklahoma. There's a lot of like Oklahoma centric stories in there, but but one story they talked about was the Oklahoma land rush, which I Mm. had never really like thought much about. So, you know, the backstory is that the native Americans were forced out of Oklahoma and in the 1880s, the government decided to open it up. Um, The homestead act had been passed. And so they were going to release this land at like 10 AM or whatever on this one day. (laughs) And, 50,000 people were like lined up literally waiting to like rush out and like sit on a piece of land and claim it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where the term boomers and Sooners came from. So the Sooners were people that tried basically like jump the clock and like, like hidden bushes or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then the boomers are the people that were like, I think abiding by the rules, but it's crazy. Apparently like all this land was taken within a couple hours. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of the literal definition of a rush. Another honorable mention we have on here is the guano rush in Peru, where they would mine gua- bat guano on islands in the ocean and then send which it is, back to Europe for farming purposes. Which is, which is bat poop, right? Yes. Uh, and there's actually been a resurgence in the need for guano from people who grow organic. Because instead of using pesticides and chemicals, they want to use guano again to replenish mm-hmm. the soil and put nitrogen and phosphorus back into the soil. Interesting. But in the 1850s, the U.S. government actually passed a law that said, if you're an American and you find an island with bat poop on it, you can claim it for the U.S. and we'll back you, we'll back you up. <laughs> That's nuts. So you had people just scrambling out into the Pacific Ocean trying to find bat yeah. poop filled islands. Yeah. <laughs> but really, the the places that were mining this stuff, it was awful. You know, a lot of enslavement of of people, and you know, as far as jobs go, mining guano is just about as wor- the worst you can find. It, I think a common thread through all of this is any sort of rush, whether be it guano rush, land rush, or gold rush, in you know recent history in this country and in the Americas, has definitely basically led to terrible, terrible outcomes for Native Americans, like forced <laughs> off land. Um, as, 
environmental degradation, um, enslavement, just terrible. Absolutely. Now, the exception, of course, would be the band Rush, although I think yeah, technically they're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Rush Hour starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. <laughs> and directed by consummate douche Brett Ratner. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Rushmore. It has one of my favorite lines of all time when yeah. they're eating dinner and the guy's still wearing his scrubs. And <laughs> he's like, oh, at least I didn't show up wearing my pajamas. He's like, oh, no, these are OR scrubs. And his response was, oh, are they? <laughs> oh, are they? Jason Schwartzman's first movie, I believe. Yeah, he was uh, like 30 playing 16. <laughs> and it was the first, I think it was the first um, Wes Anderson movie where Bill Murray starred. Yeah, but it was one of the, I think it was only his second movie, right? He only had Bottle Rocket before that. I think you're right. Yeah, Bottle Rocket and then Rushmore. Man, we got to do a Wes Anderson episode. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> the whole time just you doing Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, dude. So what are we gonna talk about next week? Uh we're gonna talk about sea monsters. I'm into it, man. I think there's so many crazy ass creatures on the bottom of the ocean to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we know less about the bottom of the ocean than we do about the moon. Are we gonna talk about Cthulhu? I think we will. He's 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 the big the the big bad right the the ultimate yeah. sea monster, the kraken. <laughs> well, he's the, not kraken, the kraken, but the kraken will be released. I lo- the giant giant squid from uh, Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. No twenty. I'm sorry, twenty thousand. <laughs> I, I underestimated the number of leagues. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how long a league league is, anyways? Right. Oh man, uh, we're gonna talk about my favorite sea monster, James Cameron. Nice. Dude could be making so many awesome movies, but all he wants to do is get in his submersible, go down, ex- discover new worlds on our own planet, and then make Avatar movies. <laughs> we're, we're getting, what, four Avatar movies? Yeah, I know that you're really happy about this. <laughs> Dave loves Avatar. <laughs> One more wow for the road. <laughs> it's been real. I'm Jerry the Dungeness Crab, and I'm going to go crawl into a crab trap. And I'll probably end up in a crab fried rice. I don't know. And I'm Anson Sweeney's golden cell phone. <laughs> Shout out to Bob's and Dugnut. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> this has been Planet of the Gold Bugs. Wow. <laughs>